0: And now it's time
1: for a Star Trek story. There's often this phrase around the words like um, a, a day in the life of someone. Um, that's a, like a, like a kind of story or whatever, um, or day to day life. And everyone knows what you're talking about. That and it seems to have this kind of significance. Um, and even in a lot of our a lot of how we talk about on our in our language and some of our art lots of like the sun going down the sun coming up that you know the the day certainly has a place in our human culture and language um and it's kind of understated we're all very aware of it we just don't really talk about it a lot so i'm curious Aaron what is the significance of a day in the life of a human
0: i think it it varies I mean, sometimes your days are very purposely insignificant, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe not so purposely. And other times you you attach a lot of significance to cer- certain days uh, in your life. I think it really just comes down to the importance that you attach to it, right? Like the day I got married was just another day for some a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Most yeah. people. Most probably, people. yeah. Yeah. There's a few
0: other people that probably got married that day. Yeah. Pretty significant day for those people, too. But for most, it was like, oh, well, go into work, go home, mm. watch some TV, mm. take maybe, care of the dogs.
1: And Maybe that's what it is. It's another one of our quantum superposition things. It's <laughs> it's all It all depends on your point of view. <laughs> well, I'm sure Star Trek will have some thoughts and feelings uh, on the importance of the day. Um Star Trek always has thoughts and feelings and all this stuff. Um, I'm
0: sensing that you're having a day, (laughs) (laughs) Kyle. Thank
1: thank you, Deanna. Oh, God. Uh, Welcome to Star Trek Stories, everyone. Um, This is episode 38, Data's Day. Data's Day. Um, Clearly the inspiration for the question. Um, I am, of course, your perfect host, Jaren Hatch, and I'm joined here by my imposing co-host, Aaron Cole, hello, Aaron. Grr, grr, oh my God! Yeah, we are chugging along with our look at the TNG glory years. Um, last time we watched Final Mission, um, which they really should call Finally Mission, because it's when Finally Crusher finally leaves the show to go off to Starfleet Finally Academy. Crusher. <laughs> finally mission (laughs)
0: finally mission
1: yes um, wesley is now in the rear view mirror for the most part um we almost got him yeah almost um and i'm sure you've already heard um we have a returning guest host with us today uh back in the captain's chair we have the very lovely ellen marie lewis with us yay thank you all for having me back welcome back what is up ellen
2: not very much it's really really good to see y'all again it's been a moment yeah it has
1: been a second um yeah for those of you who are new to the show ellen is one of my uh, good friends and also one of my favorite people um we have been slowly introducing ellen to star trek specifically the next generation for the first time um we've been watching basically an episode from every season just to give a little taste of what the show is. I've been uh, really
2: liking this, like, next generation charcuterie board you've all have been preparing. <laughs> Ooh, what's
1: this? Mm-hmm. Ooh, a little bit of Data, a little bit of Troy. Mm.
0: Sometimes it's like a nice baked brie. Other times it's like, you know, easy cheese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, last time was definitely an easy cheese. Uh, mm-hmm. Last time we watched the all-time episode, Menage a Troy. Sure is one of the episodes, <laughs> sure of, 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 the all episodes of all time. Of all time. Um, and in that one, Ellen finally learned the origin of the classic Captain Picard beckoning to the view screen <laughs> meme. So it's good for something, right? I know memes are very important to you, Ellen. So. There's
2: there's history here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> history with every mile here on Star Trek stories. Um, You know, we just because it's you. Um, since last time we were here recording, Barbie has come out. Um, yes. I don't know if we've quite talked about it on the show you are a huge barbie fan this is basically the movie you've been waiting for your whole life yes um we have to get your quick two cents thoughts and feelings now that longtime barbie fan and film lover has gotten their barbie movie
2: i have seen it six times so far (laughs) wow Uh, i'm trying to have it be the Movie I've seen the most times during its theatrical run because mm. it is something that's so important to me. Um, you know, I, I'm sure not a lot of people who listen have been following the production of this film as closely as I have. But the original um, idea for a feature length Barbie film was over a decade ago, and it's undergone it's undergone so many different writers being attached, so many different actors being attached. Um and the combo that we have of Greta Gerwig as writer director with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling um in, you know, the roles of like, you know, the stereotypical Barbie and the stereotypical Ken. It's really the best iteration that we could have gotten like there's a lot of other things in this timeline that are awful but we got we're on the right barbie timeline
1: yep yep um, I talked about we're in the we're in the good back to the future timeline and we're in the good we're in the good barbie timeline
2: yes we're in a, <laughs> the great barbie timeline i've been having a barbie girl summer um i just got back from uh rollerblading i recently got my hands on the same like rollerblades that they made for the film um and it's it's so funny too because like they look like, you know, like up close, like toy ones that just like, you know, you like snap onto their feet. Um,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And um, yeah, it's, it's a good time to be a Barbie girl. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm curious now though, cause I was thinking about, you know, cause you are also like, you're a lover of film, uh, a filmmaker in your own right. Um, I'm curious um, now going back to like, Like IPs and like pre existing properties. I mean, because I guess, you know, Barbie is like a a pre existing property, but yes, but not like this franchise of films or whatever. I
2: mean, there's a lot of those straight to video movies from the early 2000s. Uh, you know, I really fuck with Barbie and the Nutcracker personally.
0: (laughs) Didn't she do Swan Lake too? Yes, yeah. My uh, sister's watching. If, the if it's a,
2: movies. it's a, if it's a Tchaikovsky ballet, there is a Barbie movie that loosely follows <laughs> the plot. <laughs> it is like the worst CGI you've ever seen.
0: Uh, like the most low budget. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: They they made the whole movie for like five dollars, except for I think one of them, like Martin Short, does a voice in for wow. some reason. They oh, They got, him. They got they, Short. They the blew budget. the budget of multiple movies to get Martin Short. Yeah. in One of them,
1: and then They're... spent the other twelve dollars on <laughs> right. Other other the rest, rest, rest of it. <laughs> Um, I'm curious though, if someone came to you and had and handed you the keys to some giant franchise or IP, or you could adapt like a book or a novel, if someone just gave you the keys of the kingdom to something to like adapt or whatever, I mean, Barbie's now happened, but is there something you would be like, I want to do this?
2: Honestly, like I've thought of this, um, there was, um, when Gloria Steinem first started writing, there was a piece that she wrote for a magazine where she went undercover um, at one of the Playboy clubs and got a job as a Playboy bunny and wrote about all of the workers' rights exploitations that were happening inside of the club. Like the girls who were working in the clubs were making no money. Like they were basically in charge financially of their uniforms, of their you know, getting their hair and makeup done. Like the day that they came into work, like just basically lost a lot of money. Uh, Security at the time was not very good about, you know, they'd be like, oh, like customers aren't allowed to like touch you or your uniform, but like tons of them were like getting their like cottontails tweaked by people. Mm -hmm. And when they'd like express, you know, concern to like supervisor being like, hey, like this isn't supposed to happen. It would get really brushed off. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they made some really significant changes in that workplace after that piece came out and it's a really good read. Also Um, I I've seen it like in films about Gloria Steinem, like kind of, you know, sort of be touched on a little bit, but she's just had so much happen in her life that there's not a lot of like hyper-focus on like even one event, um, I think there was, like, a TV movie based on the piece in the 80s, but it's been long enough that mm-hmm. I think bringing, like, a new perspective to it would be pretty cool. But there's also a Drunk History episode about it that's pretty pretty awesome <laughs> with uh, Abby Jacobson reasonable. from Broad City. Uh, but I I think that's probably what I'd want to adapt. And I mean, with like Oppenheimer being part of this discussion, it could be something that really happened, right? Yeah, of
1: course. Cool. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Ah, I like that. It's a good answer. Very Thank interesting. You.
0: What about you all? Fuck, it's a big question. I'm like, oh no, I don't have an answer yet.
1: Um, I mean, it would, it would, it would easily be Star Trek. If someone gave me the keys to something, I'm like, just give me Star Trek. I will show you how to do a good Star Trek. I'll do one good Star Trek show and then I'll leave. The concept is so specific and so broad. It's like, it's this it's just about people going to explore space and then also discovering themselves on that. I'm like, you could, uh, in theory, do that idea forever and never run out of stuff. You know, it's just this endless possibility kind of a thing. I think that's why for me it works. There's both like them going out and seeing all the crazy stuff that's out there. And, and then just, you know, then also just the day to day life on the ship and like, um, just
2: Wait, w- day to day, day
1: to day, day to day. Oh, it was all planned folks. <laughs> I don't know. Any more thoughts on like, what do you think this, like the significance of like the day in the life or why is the day such a, I don't know thing for humans, but also an uns kind of an unspoken thing.
2: Another thing I, think about also is that um, like that old jazz standard, what a difference a day makes Mm. that, you know, you might be having a really horrible day, but just by, you know, waking up the next morning, like you have like, you know, like an instant fresh slate to start over or just a lot can change in one day, like, or, you know, if not a lot's happening in one day, you know, Mm. another day might just end up being completely different. There's, you know, it's, you know, in the grand scheme of your life, like such like a small period of time. But, you know, like I said, like every single day, it's like, you know, like a fresh start, like something different can happen.
1: Mm, The kind of like the potential of the day, whether or not the day actually turns out to be anything. But there's always like a potential every day could be something because of that fresh start. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yes, of course, uh, we are watching data's day. Today, Um, this premiered January 7th, 1991. Um, This is the 11th episode produced for the fourth season. And so this will be Ellen's little taste of season four. Um, And yes, this is another slice of life, a slice of life episode, which we've kind of done before. But in this one, we're specifically honing in on one character's perspective. And in this case, everyone's favorite android uh, Mr. Data. Um, that's definitely going to be the big thing we look at in this one just data and how he sees the world. Um, and I guess also just how similar or different that is to how we see the world because he's always on his little journey to become more human. So I guess we can also do some compare and contrast. Um, And then i guess the other thing with this one is that this unique this episode is fairly unique in its format um i don't think there's really another episode like this in the franchise um so that'll be fun to watch too i always like when we get those there's a lot of the formulaic ones and there's a lot of like the really singular that we'll never see like an episode like that again we just got like that musical episode of strange new world yep I don't oh. think we're getting another one of those anytime soon. Part two, next season. <laughs> yeah, they're all oh gone. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, for those of you at home listening, um, this is your invitation to watch along with us. Star Trek The Next Generation is streaming on Paramount Plus. You can find it by bringing up season four, episode 11. And we will be back after we watch Data's Day. I find Lieutenant Worf to be what is called a kindred spirit. We were both orphans rescued by Starfleet officers. In many ways,
0: we are both still outsiders in human society. Are you here to find a wedding gift? Yes. I would appreciate your help in selecting an appropriate item. Of course. I have attended human weddings before.
1: Hold. This is a traditional gift. Yes, my adoptive parents often give these things at family weddings
2: a human custom.
1: Hold. It is my understanding that the item selected should reflect the personality of whoever is giving it. This does not remind me of you. Have you ever been an actual participant in
0: a human wedding? No. You would not consider it to be an honor?
1: An honor, perhaps. But human bonding rituals often involve a great deal of talking and dancing and crying. Dancing? We just got done watching data's day. Um, in case you haven't seen this one or didn't watch it with us, basically how the, all this episode is, is going from data's day. This all happens in one day. I'm like, <laughs>
2: that's, it's <a> busy day. <laughs> it's a busy
1: day. Um, so the biggest thing that's going on in data's life is he's supposed to be the best man at, um, Chief O'Brien's wedding. Chief he's, O'Brien.
2: He's the, the father of the bride that <laughs> isn't her father. Isn't
1: her father. They're on a starship millions of miles away. Um, yeah. Uh, Chief O'Brien is getting married to Keiko, the botanist in the Arboretum. And, and then suddenly they're not getting married. She doesn't want to go through with it. And so Data has to figure out how to get him back together. And he also has to learn how to dance at the wedding. And then it's also just kind of going through just him, just kind of like going through his day um, and his perceptions on everything. Uh, and all this is framed as a letter back uh, to Commander Maddox, who was the, he was the scientist who wanted to dismantle data in The Measure of a Man. Oh, um, yeah. That's who he's writing throughout this whole episode. Uh, just sharing his perceptions on being android and everything. And also during all this, uh, a, a Vulcan ambassador is going to make a, make peace talks with the Romulans. <laughs> um, it looks like she dies in a transporter accident and then it's revealed this whole time. She was a Romulan spy. That's all happening in the background. <laughs> the, <Romulan. laughs> um,
2: the guy from succession. Yeah. yeah. Ro- Romulus.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we always start with initial thoughts. Uh, Ellen, initial thoughts coming on off of data's day.
2: Um, I I think it's really fun with Star Trek to see kind of, like, really typical, like, TV and sitcom tropes through kind of that lens. And, you know, as a big TV enjoyer, like, I feel like the wedding episode is such a big
1: oh, yeah, of course. thing in so many shows.
2: <laughs> so to kind of see it through not just, like, you know, the next generation lens, but specifically through Data's lens as an android and you know learning about like kind of the customs and traditions and like the human emotion behind like such a major event um i think was a really fun take on these tropes
1: Mm. yeah that's interesting you can almost like on a meta level there's like going through like day-to-day life but then there's a, a day in the life of a tv character but it's like yeah it's like a tv day yeah there's a wedding there's this <laughs> also some big you know plot is also happening in the background <laughs> it's a day in the life of a tv day
0: can't just have any old day
1: no <laughs> that's
2: day to stay baby right
1: <laughs> and that is kind of fun like yeah it does actually i hadn't thought about it from that uh, lens but it does kind of also kind of shine a lens on I should hear the motorcyclists that come at me for some time. They're awful. Um, oh, my goodness, yeah. Just Ryland's revving up. and roaring. Um, yeah, but, like, just casting, a, not just looking at, like, what it's like for what how an android might look at day-to-day life. It's also Star Trek kind of doing its thing on, like, yeah, TV <laughs> TV <laughs> life. Um, yeah. Um, Aaron, initial thoughts on Data's day?
0: Yeah, I was going to say pretty significant day for for day to day there were little moments of like more casual like oh you, one might learn to dance or you know mm-hmm. something like that um, finding it's a, a gift dance. finding a gift for somebody at the replicator you know it's yeah. <laughs> a pretty day to day thing that was a great little scene between Data and Worf Mm. I I, I really like the perspective wedding? about
2: no. like gifts reflect reflecting your personality, mm. yeah. and that he is not like a little glass swan candy dish. <laughs> <laughs> that is not
0: remind Yeah, though so that certainly would, from that point on, remind them of Worf. Like, remember when Worf gave us that little glass
1: swan? <laughs> oh, when well, he's just talking about those glasses, my parents give these things, <laughs> things. <laughs> at every wedding. Do
2: um does his species not drink th- liquids
1: <laughs> i know and you know, like these th- glasses wharf
2: <laughs> it, it was very like little mermaid coated like when like she finds the fork oh
1: like, <laughs> uh-huh. watch yeah. Yeah. like, like this it. thing <laughs> <laughs>
2: the dingle hopper
1: <laughs> that's right the dingle God, i haven't seen that in so long um yeah, that is a good little scene and good, lots of good little moments like that throughout the episode where Data just stumbles upon one person and has like a little thing with them. Um, I also love, I mean, also speaking to kind of like Star Trek doing its version of like day-to-day life. Yeah, just the idea. It's like they go, they, you never had thought about where do they get their stuff? Like, oh, yeah, they just have like a little replica replica. Cater place where like it's a, like the store, I but like credits. the Star Trek store on the ship where you can just <laughs> it, you just like doing your little like on screen catalog of just stuff yeah, and then, yeah. I want that. Oh, awesome. Setting up your quarters <laughs> and whatever while you're on the Enterprise. Um, Proto
2: online shopping. Yep. Or of the future, I guess.
1: Of oh, of the future, yeah. Of The future. God, wouldn't that be so nice? I mean, when, when we were watching, we also commented on how nice it would be to just have. Cause this is the first time we see data's cat spot, um, in this episode. And we just see him create like cat, like perfect cat food instantly. And the cat's super happy. It's like, wow. Underrated star Trek technology, <laughs> like <laughs> instant, perfect pet food.
0: That's a perfect day to day moment.
1: They're yeah. Feeding the pets, feeding the pets. Um, um I I I I think this one is really fun. It's it is fun to just kind of see just how data might see some of the things. Um, um and it's, you know, and I guess re- speaking to like the whole day-to-day data day-to-day to day-to-day.
0: It's all based on the blockchain. It's <laughs> It's um,
1: complicated. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting how they, um, I can see why they would only, I, I, I wouldn't want to see this for every character. Um, I think it's specifically interesting because it's data, um, and how data would see things. I guess they had been thinking about doing something like this for a while, but they weren't sure who the point of view character would be. I'm like, Oh my, it almost seems obvious that it would have to be data. But I guess they consider like maybe it should all be from Captain Picard's day or um, or maybe it should be the 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 ship, the Enterprises perspective on everything. I'm like, I don't know how you pull that off but that. Could have been interesting. But data seems obvious to me. And it's interesting how they kind of tied in with. It's not, it, you know, there's a lot of like day in the life kind of stories out there, but his is tied in with like, what does it mean to be human? And how he's going in these little kind of having these little social interactions meeting people and for him and for those of us we're just kind of like sure that's just kind of whatever but then data's like this is the most incredible i don't know what to make of this kind of a thing and by like somehow this is what it is to be human it's kind of interesting totally. if you think about it just in the it's the mundane day-to-day stuff that where he kind of figures out he's trying to figure out how to be human Um, What do you guys think? Does this kind of character, I don't know, peel back any layers on Data? Or how do you think uh, Data comes across in this um, episode?
0: Yeah. As far as peeling back layers, you kind of see that maybe he he has more glimpses of emotion than he realizes. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. And that's how his character develops. Eventually
1: he does get, spoilers, the chip. Yeah, right. the emotion chip down the road. Do to do, but
2: oh, not not the chips we've been
1: <laughs> good, enjoying. Right,
0: right. the salsa, the salsa verde chip. <laughs> I you, can now you taste get, spicy things.
2: You give him like a Dorito. It's like <laughs> same, like similar vibes. Like giving like a Victorian child like a McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> oh
1: Is Sprite my. spicy? Yes, very spicy. <laughs> you would hate it. <laughs> um. Yeah, there. You know, there is a couple moments in there where he's like, "There's when they when Picard orders them to change course for the neutral zone," and Data kind of has that moment. He's like, "You know, it's a good thing I don't feel emotions because if we were Otherwise. being ordered to the neutral zone, I feel like that would make me really nervous." I'm like, we kind of do sound <laughs> nervous."
0: He taps his finger. And he's, he looks like he has a little anxiety there. Yeah, he's like he's, <laughs>
1: dist- he's distracted. It is kind of interesting. So, is that
0: him just developing his? his human imitation program in an Mm. effort to be more human? Or is he actually a little nervous? Mm. Is that
2: when they give him his aging chip?
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: The aging program.
1: Oh, counselor, I thought about uh, marrying, but I won't age. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) What do you say? Those lines on your forehead say differently, Data. (laughs) I'm sensing your aging very rapidly, Data. (laughs) You're aging
2: almost at a human-like speed.
1: (laughs) Um remarkable. Yeah. We have kind of talked about before, um, a little bit, just like, is de- like data is pretty insistent that he doesn't have emotions, but there've been times where he like, he has little moments where he, like, is that know, a smile was right there smile, at the like, end? What was that? Like, are you sure you don't? And then maybe it's, maybe he just isn't aware that he does and that's what he's feeling. Or, um, uh, he just hasn't like figured them out yet. I don't know. It is. I mean, for the most part, it doesn't seem like he does, but there are moments where you're like,
0: Hmm. Hmm. Something there.
1: You know, he talks about you know Jordy is his best friend. I'm like, there's got to be something there if you're okay. gonna call someone your best friend. I considered wharf, a kindred spirit, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: One thing that I did while we were watching the episode is, um, one of my friends. Anytime we watch any piece of media together she will go on AO3, the fan fiction website, at the same time and see which relationships are popular for that piece of media. Interesting. And a lot of people write about Data and Jordy's relationship, and that's not necessarily, I mean, there probably is a lot of slash fiction. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, that's, you know, relationships of any kind, like not necessarily like a romantic or sexual relationship. So um, it's something that like the fandom has really seemed to lack, like pick up on is this connection between the two of them and that it's not necessarily him not having any sort of emotion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, it is a really interesting relationship. Um, Data and Jordy, um, you lunkhead. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a few, there's a few good ones out there. Um, yeah. He has a little moment with Troy, probably the standout moment. Of the episode is probably his little dance routine with Dr. Crusher gets to do the little dancing lessons.
0: They're huffing it. They're really tapping there for a minute. There are some shots where they're clearly not tapping for a minute for some of the more advanced sounds, <laughs> but they're doing some steps. They're doing like maxi forwards and that little circular time step. They were really doing it. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. That's like, like weeks and weeks Charles of practice.
1: Ten. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, um, Gace McFadden does all of her own dancing. Mm. The uh, Dancing Doctor. The Dancing Doctor. because uh, Gates McFadden actually was kind of a well known choreographer in Hollywood at the time. So, like and before and particularly before the show. She also did like stuff with like Jim Henson's Muppets. So she actually was a da- like a trained dancer. Um, what
2: an I- icon.
1: I know, right? Um, <laughs> she played
0: that perfectly, like being so pissed that Data picked up on everything so quickly. Like, yeah. Wow. You're not bad. Wow. I'm not Good. bad. Good. Good for
1: you. <laughs> I spent my whole life <laughs> training out. since <laughs> I was five on this. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. At first, she's like, Data, you're incredible. And then, oh, fuck you. Stop <laughs> <going laughs> off. Learned it all in a day. Um, I, Brent Spiner does a lot of his own dancing, but I think particularly from the overhead shots and a couple of other shots that you can tell they get a, a, a dance double. Mm-hmm. Cause there's some pretty advanced dance routine steps in there. He's like, oh, I'm not that good. So just the really basic stuff. <laughs> and that's a, I think one of the reasons I like this episode is getting to see those little moments, not just of also of data, but also the other characters. Like you, it's revealed that like, Oh yeah, Worf has been to human weddings with his parents and hates them, but is like some a self-professed expert in them. Crusher apparently is also an incredible dancer. Um,
2: she doesn't want to be known as the Dancing Doctor again.
1: Again.
2: <laughs> it's happened before.
1: Uh, yeah, what a terrible, oh, what, a, what a terrible traumatic thing, the Dancing Doctor.
0: They didn't know how social media worked back then. That, <laughs> that shit hey. would stick with you forever, Doctor, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I
2: thought you were going to say, shoot, that would be like something to really help her like blow up on like TikTok or something.
0: Right. <laughs> this is how I got my spot on the Enterprise, the dancing doctor.
1: <laughs> I also love, because um, there's a couple of scenes Data has with Keiko, the botanist who's getting married to Chief O'Brien. And I love how it's like, yeah, you're the father of the bride. It's like, we're, we're friends, right? And I was like you've never been on the show before. Who? Are, <laughs> I love, I always love when shows do that. Cause it's like, you see data with all the characters you love and know. And then it's like, there's other character that he actually has a plot line with just like, we're friends, right? We're just like, yeah. Who are you?
0: <laughs> and I've been
2: feeling that lately with, um, you know, very different tone of show, but, um, do either of you watch the bear on Hulu?
0: Mm-mm. I've seen the first season.
2: Yeah. Uh, in this, uh, second season that just came out they introduced this character that's supposed to be like an old love interest for Carmi the main character in the show like someone he's known since high school but just like the way that they introduce the character is just so clunky where Mm. it's like oh yeah like you all know who Claire is right I'm like I have no idea who the fuck Claire is like
0: cousin Claire your ex-girlfriend
2: Claire yeah (laughs)
0: I've been here the whole time
2: yeah we all know who Claire is you idiots
0: (laughs) I have to go now.
2: My <laughs> planet needs me. <laughs> Claire, data to make me
0: <laughs> feel bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that always cracks me up. Though Keiko does go on to become a recurring character in, in this show, and most notably Deep Space Nine. Um, also, we get to see a little bit of Chief O'Brien. He's Chief O'Brien. He's one of my ultimate favorite like extra stories ever. Because like he's in the very first episode, the one that we watched, like the pilot, he's just a one line extra. Um, Did he have
2: one of those little skirts on?
1: He didn't have the, he didn't have the man skirt, unfortunately. Boo. Damn shame. <laughs> his
0: calf <laughs> muscles are as big as his head. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, he was just one of those extras. And like, he did a little like, and then he showed up again as a little tiny part. He showed up again, in a little tiny part. And then eventually he was just like the transporter chief just because of, like, oh, he's, let's just use him again. Let's just use him again. And now it's like, well, who, cause they were deciding who's going to get married for this episode. And they're like, yeah, it wouldn't work if it was one of the main characters. Like, what about chief, o- like chief O'Brien? And he's like the little extra that could, who just slowly <laughs> just like. Because he eventually goes on to become a main character also in deep space nine. It's like he went from just a one line extra to a series regular in the spinoff. Like I love that kind of shit. It's like, fuck yeah, man. Um, what are you guys? So yeah, you know, in this episode, you're seeing a lot of these little relationship moments. And then we have playing in the background, this whole intrigue plot, with like the Romulans. It's almost like it's a, there's a regular Star Trek episode happening, but like they're choosing to focus on like just the mundane stuff. And then like that main Star Trek plot you would see every week's kind of happening in the background. What do you guys think? Does that that kind of Romulan B plot add a lot to the episode? Does it just like, does it detract from it? What do you guys think about that whole um, aspect.
2: Well you gotta you gotta keep work at work, right? Like if you're doing it from like a character's perspective, it's like, oh, like, you know, there's all this intrigue with the Romulans, but that's like my nine to five. Like <laughs> I can put this away after five PM. Like, I got a wedding to get to.
1: Which is very human. Mr. Wolf, fire to p- oh I'm sorry, that's it everyone. <laughs> Shields down. I'm going to yeah. the wedding. Let's go. <laughs> That's just my nine to five. That's almost how it plays, though. It's like, because usually when you're watching the episodes, it's like this. I mean, it's dramatic when when it's happening. But it's almost just like, oh, yeah, here's just another crazy thing with the Romulans. Oh, thank God that's over with. To the wedding, everyone! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, like, it definitely doesn't have as much dramatic resonance just having it in the background. Like, I kind of forgot it was happening. But then I also think about... um you know, like this is their job like day to day and just kind of our relationship to mm. like our own jobs where it's something that's important to your life, but it's not the only thing happening in your
0: life.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you think Aaron? Do you think it like adds detracts?
0: It's the anti- antagonistic force. I can say words mm. antagonistic force that it needs to be mm. Right, Romulan. So provides just enough of an edge
1: to a- keep a you... little conflict
0: interested yeah nice little twist there with the romulan spy at the end
1: yeah yeah it is a good little twist um Michael, oh, they, gotcha. it they is... got
0: moves they got hands uh-huh. <laughs> romulan's got hands
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it's kind of fun also uh, they don't really win at the end of it Riker has that incredible sometimes the you get the bear, and sometimes the bear, bear gets you. Where did you come from? Oh, my Jesus. God. Jesus. We are <laughs> standing there the whole time. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't really get to see that. So maybe, I guess, having it in the in the background lets them, it's like, and they don't win this time. It's just like, oh, yeah. It almost implies that like this kind of crap is going on all the time. Mm-hmm. We're, it, ju- we're just
2: seeing the highlight reel, usually.
1: <laughs> there was that nice moment when they really thought they lost the Vulcan.
0: Minister, whatever she was mm-hmm. pretending to be, where Picard was like, uh, Oh, 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 oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was about the highlight of that plot line mm. and then it faded into the background,
1: yeah. and Then it kind of goes away again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the wedding
2: continued,
1: and then, yeah, and what a dress! What a dress! Oh. Oh.
2: Loved, I loved the dress,
1: maybe the, yeah, that's a disappointing aspect because it was like the oh because there's like oh yeah we're, I'm getting married and you're like wait what and then even data was like I'm just I'm confused and then it's like there's you never actually see like oh they're just getting married again it's all it's all good and fine just a little cold <laughs> it was cold feet you know <laughs> Um, I mean you know maybe that does work because even Troy says just let them let him take care of it it's not for you to solve so that's kind of also interesting just
0: but I mean even later into DS9 it's like is Keiko happy?
1: Oh yeah, is she happy in that show? Yeah, Keiko and and O'Brien become like Star Trek's go-to married couple because right. they show up. They're they're on Deep Space Nine, and this the show does spend a lot of time on their like domestic life, and they eventually have kids, and but <laughs> they, they're they are always in little scuffs with each other. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, you watch this episode, it's like oh, if only you two knew. <laughs> Follow you too new. Um, you want one little moment I like in this? This is my little unsung moment of the episode. And they didn't even need to be there. It's just a really quick moment. Cause in the if there's like a D or E or F plot in this, they just mention like, oh yeah, one of the crew members is having a baby. And at one point <laughs> you like, you see her getting scanned. Oh, yeah, like in Horace. the background. But then there's that one scene at the end, after the wedding where Picard, still like in his wedding act, like dress uniform, he's like in the nursery. <laughs> um, And there's like the little baby there and he's just having this little quiet moment with the baby and has that little moment with Data, it's like, you know Data, like can you imagine like there's this big crazy thing with the Romulans happening, you know, like, and right here this, during all that, this tiny little miracle was happening. Welcome aboard. (laughs) Um, It's a cute little moment. He's always so stern and like professional, and to have a little moment like that, where he's just kind of in there with that little kid, just the tiny little infant. Welcome
2: to my little enterprise. How how old is that baby now?
1: Oh my God. Um, they would be. I mean, we're assuming that baby is like born in nineteen ninety. So they would be 23.
2: I don't think that's when 1990.
1: Oh, my God. 33. 33? 33. <laughs> Not 23. What year is it? 1990. That, like, that was like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. No. You think, no. You feel like it's 30, years ago. 30 years ago. 30
2: years. The 90s were 10 years ago. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs>
1: Last decade, bro. <laughs> We just got past it. It's a little. It's the
2: 90s. You're
1: nin- on your way to summer vacation. <laughs> the <laughs> 90s will perpetually be last decade. Yes. <laughs> the 2000s is ju- just, just is still continuing <laughs> into 2023. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. That is not as wild to think about. My God. 33 like, year old person, that little boy.
2: Gosh, just imagine having like baby photos of you um on the set of the next generation
1: mm.
2: uh next to patrick stewart
1: i was on star trek
2: it's like the pictures of uh francis bean cobain being held by rupaul in full drag <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, up there with that for sure of iconic baby photos to have
1: i wonder if though it, it would be a situation with the little kid like their mom their parents just showed everyone Nonstop that their little baby was on star trek and they were constantly growing up oh have you seen his star trek baby photo he's like Mom, you don't have to show him the star trek baby photo and so now it's like just completely jaded i'd never watched star trek he's like fuck it
0: i mean like <laughs> he's kind of blocked
1: it from him I,
2: I could see that either that happening or embracing it because they just like i don't know like just less than 10 years ago like that movie american sniper where they just like had like this like Like baby, like American Girl baby doll, like in all the baby scenes because they couldn't, they just like couldn't find a baby in time or something because there's like a world baby shortage or something.
0: (laughs) Shortage of babies in Hollywood. They were on strike. One of of the last
2: real (laughs) babies to be. Uh, On screen,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we give in to your demands, babies. Yes, the the babies' guild is on strike. Right,
2: we we stand with the babies. Yes, yes. No more formula, no more formula. (laughs) Babies deserve protection from AI babies.
0: (laughs) Crawling, carrying signs on their backs. Their parents are carrying him in those things. <laughs>
1: okay, they're they're offering you five percent of royalties.
0: <laughs> so so true though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're the ones making all the money for uh, you uh, know Gerber or whatever. Uh, I
1: know, right? Yeah, that Gerber baby better be raking in the royalties. My God, definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, coming to our original question, I don't know. What do you guys think? Does this you know this episode is clearly like oh day in the life of data and how he's like seeing humanity and um everything Um, oh, what do you guys think does this provide any kind of insight on like i don't know the meaning of or importance of just day-to-day life just for all of us as humans
2: of data's day life
1: data's day life data's day-to-day life
2: <laughs> i mean like i don't know i feel like this is you know a day like how we were talking about how not every day is like weighted the same. I think that was something that you brought up specifically. You know, this is a day that seems like it has pretty significant weight, like something that will be remembered for a while, like something that's very formative.
1: Sure, the wedding, crazy Romulan shenanigans.
2: Learning a lot about people, People. Uh, dance lessons.
1: Jazz jazz tap lessons. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing data takes away from all this. I learned jazz tap that day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Waltzing well, not so much. Uh. Mm.
1: Uh, what do you think Aaron did um, provide any little insight?
0: Yeah, I think it was a, a good look at um, yeah. Putting importance or putting weight on things. Mm. I like that. The w- Adding weight to your day. mm. Like, and it's a bit of, of like what you make of it as well. Like not everybody just goes out of their way to learn dance. Mm. You know, you have to kind of seek out those experiences and, and that, that gives context and that gives mm-hmm. significance to the day.
2: Absolutely.
1: You know, here's a thought. Um, I wonder if. You know, because our memory is faulty. So when we're looking back on days past, like it's the ones that are going to stand out or something or some event in that day. Even once you get past, like once you go into tomorrow, it really quick gets start to completely recall, you know, days past. But data, I would assume, would remember every single day with perfect clarity. Um, I wonder how that would change like your relationship with like, I wonder if every day for him is actually equally like important, like just because like each day is just so crystal clear in his mind.
2: I wonder if it's that you know they're all crystal clear in his mind, but um, some of them have weightier milestones and accomplishments mm-hmm. that might be more highlighted. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily like you know they're. I don't remember every single day of my life vividly, sure. but even if I did, they're definitely. Days and events that would be, or personal achievements, uh, that would be larger standouts within just even like looking at all of them with like extreme clarity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to think about, um, um, would be interesting if you could remember every day with perfect clarity. I think my biggest takeaway from this is, and it seems to kind of, it seems to be what the episode kind of leads into is, The social interactions, just those little like moments you have with people throughout the day, is kind of like. That's really the kind of, the the, like really where like the 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 living moments come. It's not even just like. They're not literally spending every second watching data you know, do maintenance on himself for an hour and blah blah blah. It's like it's Is that it, what
2: he calls it?
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Doing maintenance. Mm, mm,
2: mm. <laughs> it helps him helps him go into sleep mode better.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Downloading updates. <laughs> Doctor Crusher also taught me this as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was getting really close to him at certain She's, she's got
1: some very advanced techniques. <laughs> She was just happy to have a dance partner. I could see it. (laughs) You want to
0: go dance? So that's a no. No, 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 no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's my biggest takeaway. It's like, especially as us as humans, those kind of just little moments you have with peeps throughout the day. And sometimes they're more. And usually the big events seem to involve other people, whether it be like a wedding or, you know, otherwise. Um, it's It's the day to day moments with others, that kind of where it all comes to life. Yeah, because he, he even does, he has that little line at the end, like, he there's a lot he doesn't understand, but about humans or emotions, but like, the, the, the desire to be loved is something that like, and friendship is something he does understand. I'm like, yeah, it even makes sense if you were being without emotion, why like, even that would kind of make sense to you, like, otherwise just like isolation. It's like, well, well so what, what do I do? without others boring boring um one little behind the scenes before i get into final thoughts uh originally the dance number was supposed to be along more along the lines of like saturday night fever (laughs) oh yeah with data full on in like the white suit that john Travolta is wearing or whatever and But they're, they, they're like, there's no way we can do this. But it was going to be a full-on disco number. I'm like, wow.
2: Were they going to license out that disco version of Beethoven's Fifth?
1: Oh, my God. The action figure would have sold like hotcakes. Um, disco
2: data. I would, I would buy that action figure. Yeah. That would
1: be dope. We're, disco data, Ken. We, we might be living in the best Barbie timeline. We are not living in the best data's date time. <laughs> how unfortunate for a planet earth <laughs> um is there any other behind the scenes on this i think we mostly covered everything else um i get one to some final thoughts before we wrap it up ellen any final thoughts on data's day-to-day <laughs> <laughs>
2: um I was gonna say I really enjoyed the episode but now knowing that there was like a Saturday night fever option
0: who's to say
1: (laughs) failure
0: half a star (laughs) come on data when I was your age I would have killed for tappa tappa
1: tappa (laughs) um Aaron, any final thoughts on day to day? Oh, no, that was it. That tab was a tab it. Tap, tap, Yeah. Tab, tab, tab. yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing else <laughs> Very silly little episode. Um,
2: Thank you for bringing me on for silly episodes. Oh, yeah. We
1: got to give you a good little sampling of... This is a good showcase of like the Star Trek family, so. I think so. Yeah, it's always good to kind of show that as you're kind of getting into it.
2: Going back to like the charcuterie board analogy, like (laughs) is this more of a baked brie or like a cheese whiz in your opinion? What kind of cheese is it?
0: It's probably like, you know, like a fancy pepper jack.
2: (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) I do love a nice pepper jack. Just a
1: Tillamook there on the table for you. There's that one corner you bite into that's a little spicy, but you know, the rest of it's you know,
2: are like how there's like the dried fruit sometimes, like the craisins that you can pair with other.
0: This is the
1: chicharrones. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and thanks for coming on, Ellen. It's always so fun to have you. It's fun to just have these little sample episodes. And <laughs> uh,
2: thank you, thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it.
1: Um, they're always li- lively discussions. Um, That's always fun. Um, We will definitely have you on again very soon. All right. Um, For those of you listening on, next week we're going to be watching The Wounded. Um, You know, we got a fair amount of Chief O'Brien in this episode, our little recurring background extra that could. Next episode is the episode where he finally gets to step in the limelight and gets his own episode. So we're getting our first Chief O'Brien episode next week, everyone.
2: Is he going on his honeymoon?
1: No, it is very different because (laughs) this is also going to be the introduction to a new Star Trek adversary. Mm -hmm. Um, We are getting the introduction of the Cardassians. The
2: Kardashians?
0: (laughs) Yes,
1: keeping up with the Kardashians Planet Calabasas <laughs> uh, yes the Kardashians um, they're, they're showing up they're, Chief they're keeping
2: up <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keiko and O'Brien run into them on their honeymoon and just ruin everything take a lot of selfies <laughs> um, we will also be having a new friend on to come talk about that one with us so Hell, yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for watching, everyone, or listening. Um, thank you, Ellen. Thank Thanks, you. Ellen. Thanks. Um, thank you, Aaron, as always. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, we will... Good night, will... Jim Bob. <laughs> 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 Hopefully, we'll run into you all at the Replimat picking out <laughs> glassware wedding gifts. Just, Just things. things what are you, I haven't things. seen you, so what are you doing here? <laughs> That little kid with the bunny rabbit in the back. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Hopefully it. we won't see catch you next to that person getting the haircut at the barber shop. Cindy Lou Who from
2: <laughs> Looks like uh like the on the dimension. Twilight Zone, like the the pig ladies. Yeah.
1: Cindy Louhu, pig lady. Even Dana had to look look back and like, what the fuck is going on for oh my hair? Don't look, don't look, don't look. Yeah, hopefully we won't we won't catch you there. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you'd like to share us your own Star Trek story, you can email us at storiedstartrek at gmail.com, or you can visit our Discord server. You can find us by clicking on the link in the show description.